Okay, are you ready? As I'll ever be. Okay. Hi, and welcome to the first ever episode of Booze and Broadway. I'm here with my best friend. Hi, Dylan Bemisterfer. So why don't you go ahead and just slate for us? Okay. Just like all the actors do in auditions? Of course. Hi, I'm Dylan Bemisterfer, uh, 001. Perfect. You're our first host for our first show. Excellent, excellent. Um, So my whole idea for this show is to get really, really drunk and then just talk about Broadway. (gasps) So basically my everyday, but I'm drunk. So I think we'll be set. And there's a microphone in front of you. For once. Um, Living the dream. Yes. Okay, so I went to high, when I went to high school, we did not have any microphones. And then in college, we didn't have any microphones. So I just learned how to be really, really loud. And here we are, screaming it's, into a phone in your playroom. It's called projection, baby. And it's not like, for anybody that... that it's not a playroom. It's not anything really saucy. It's my son's playroom. <laughs> there is a swing hanging from the ceiling, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So for the first episode, I thought we'd go wild and crazy. It's topical. It's here. It was just 4th of July. And talk about Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton? That's his name, son. Oh, my God. Um, so... Uh, Dylan, what is your degree in? Oh, (laughs) it's in BS. Sorry, it is a BS (laughs) in American history with a minor in geography. Yeah, and you were a theater major for a little bit. I was for about two years. I was a theater major. So so. is this your favorite show? You can say no. No, (laughs) but I love it a whole bunch. Okay, perfect. Um, So I just started drinking. Um... So we have a... Cheers. Cheers. Uh, what is this? It's wine. It's wine. It's a blackberry lemon wine. Blackberry lemonade wine called Purple Toad. It's made in Paducah, Kentucky. It's very good. It is very um, good. But one thing I do want to do in every episode is have a themed cocktail for the listeners at home. If they want to make their own drink, they can go ahead and make one. And you came up with a really cool drink. Yes. For this show. Well, not for the show, for Hamilton. You thought of a one that would go well with it. That yeah. would pair well with it. Yeah, I thought a dark and stormy would go good because A, Alexander Hamilton led a dark and stormy life. It's a very uh, Caribbean drink. He's from somewhere in the Caribbean, born on an island, dealt with a hurricane. But do you want me to like say yeah, what the recipe yeah, is? Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So a dark and stormy is uh, one ounce of a dark rum. I like... Um, it's, this is not sponsored by Kraken Spiced Rum, but I like the Black Kraken. Uh, and then two o- or three ounces of ginger beer, a little bit of lime juice, and then a lime. And you stir it all up and you drink it. <laughs> Dark and stormy. Perfect. Or if you just want to go full Hamilton, you can do all that and just call it a hurricane. If you're trying to theme for the show. The I like either. Yeah, yeah, no. It's all good, man. He wrote his way out, Mama. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, have you seen this show? I have <laughs> seen this show. Now, have I've, you seen the show? Have you seen the Disney Plus exclusive recording? I have seen a bootleg version of the show. Okay, same. Can I say it? Okay. Yes. And I have seen the, uh, the, Disney, uh, the Disney cut. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, it's big. Were you a were you 
Were you on the Hamilton train when it first came out? Not in the very, very beginning, but uh, my wife, uh, the most perfect person I know, Karina, she and I got a, um, she and I got a recording of it, and uh, we got the we got a burned disc of it. And Didn't we I give it to, to it. you? Yes. Okay. You did. <laughs> I was just seeing if you remember. Yeah. Um, and we drove around listening to it like nonstop. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> Because it's a reference to the musical. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and my wife is actually pregnant with um, with our lovely son. And when, um, so he listened to it. So you it. named Alexander Hamilton. I did. Not. The third. <laughs> uh, and he, um, so when he came out, whenever he would cry, we'd actually put it on and automatically calm him down. So um, we listened to Hamilton a lot the first year he was born. Does it still work? Sometimes. It definitely has a calming effect on him, but it's not as a gotcha. instant. Gotcha. Um, okay, let's get into some history of the show. Now, you have the book, the show book, the book that the show yes. is, like how they made the show. Do you have the Alexander Hamilton biography that yes. Ale or Lynn base the show off of we sure do perfect have you read it oh no <laughs> i am the absolute worst history student <laughs> c's are for college Oops. and d's are for degrees perfect um <laughs> no i love that so nathan rethinking everything he's like oh shit i thought he knew i did a little bit more <laughs> no i have the show book as well um and I read it when it came out. And um, it's been great. And obviously, like, researching for the podcast tonight, I, I skimmed the parts I knew I liked. Um, <laughs> so I didn't focus on anything hated. Um, so um, not hating a lot of it. No, like, I'm wait, totally like, kidding. What did you hate? Um, we'll get into it. Oh. Um, I don't... Cut it off now, y'all. I don't care for Lynn. But I'll talk about that later i like him he's smart he, he made a very good show i just i can't get behind his singing his rapping's amazing i just i say this to everyone and i'll say it now he sounds like kermit the frog to me when he sings i don't hate him i, I you don't have to hate him i don't and i won't good all right form your own opinion i'm this, leaving this is the podcast that asks you what's your opinion and then you tell it and then i say that's okay <laughs> so it's completely opposite of who you are as a person. <laughs> I'm half a glass of wine in and I'm already not well. <laughs> this is going to go great. Um, so the technical aspect of the show, let's talk about Lynn writing the show. How much do you know about Lynn actually writing the show? So what I know is that he, he picked up the book... Um, the Hamilton uh, Was he biography. at an airport? I'm not Or was certain. that me? And I saw the book at an airport and picked it up. I think you were channeling Lynn and did it. You know what? I think so. Get him get him on the phone because this is canon now. <laughs> he he was at an he airport. He said I saw a gay kid at an airport pick up a book and I wondered what why. it's like to be that gay kid picking up a book. You're welcome. I inspired the musical Hamilton. <laughs> it's 
like I said, it's canonical now. Yes. Um, but no, he, he read through it uh, while he was doing In the Heights, and he goes, why isn't this, why hasn't anybody told this story? And then Which I he, think is so weird that people just, like, do that. It's like... Tell stories? No, just, like, like wicked or something told from, like, another perspective. Um because, like, clearly people know the story of, like, who Alexander Hamilton is. But it's just, like, what if I did a whole musical about him? And also, what if it was rap? And also, what if I got 16 Tony nominations for it? Right. It, I'm sure those were his first three thoughts. They, they literally <laughs> were. I mean, in history, history is a really neat thing. Because you can look at the way history is written. Mm-hmm. And you can get a lot of information from it. But until you start kind of digging into characters or different people, you don't you you find out there is so much more to the story, especially the story of America itself. Oh yeah, because it there are all these diaries that are uh, coming forward now from uh, women during um, during um, the American Revolution, the Civil War. Um, there's diaries coming forth from um, slavery back. Are you okay? Yes, I thought of an inappropriate funny joke. No, go, go ahead. No. no, no, it's not that kind of podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just over here grandstanding on revisionist history in a positive light. No. No, it's not revisionist history, but it is a fleshing out of history. And um, a show like Hamilton does a lot to really showcase that everybody knew Alexander Hamilton's name. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much history to be like read and learned and to see that this nation has a lot of really great characters that are their stories are just now being told. And it's good to see. Yeah. And that is my thesis statement. I'm ready for the Betsy Ross disco musical. (laughs) You know what speaks? Disco. Disco. ABBA. (laughs) She was the dancing queen. So, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Music, books, lyrics. All by him. Composed by Alex Lacamoire. Choreographed by Andy... Bernard? No. Andy Blinkenbauer? I'm half drunk, half can't read. Um... I reserve the right to be wrong about anything in this show. It's my show and not yours. Um, Drink. Um, So that was his, like, core team for the show. It's based off the Alexander Hamilton book. So you said this. um, He had the idea while he was in, in the Heights to do this show and where he was working with Christopher Jackson and um, Mandy Gonzalez, who is now playing Angelica on Broadway. Angelica, Eliza. Um, Peggy. Peggy. Um, so yeah, he, he went for it. Sadly, Mr. Andy, the chore- choreographer, his daughter was sick during the mm-hmm. show. So it it was kind of one of those things that he was going through a very hard time. And also he was, he knew this was special. So he wanted to also commit to the show. Um um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so while he was working in, um, in the Heights, this was back when Obama was, uh, still the president oh. and <laughs> rip in peace. Uh, <laughs> he's not dead, Nathan. Um, he, uh, <laughs> I don't even have to say anything. <laughs> the banter alone. Um, so he was asked to sing at the White House and he was, they asked him to sing from in the Heights because, 
the show is about a barrio and uh, the heights of New York. And, excuse me, and, oh my God, uh, <laughs> we're right here on the first page. Uh, so he, um, he, he was asked to sing from the show because it was like, this is something that's growing in America. This, thank you, this, this community is being focused on and, and that is something that we need to bring light to that there are these stories that aren't just white people in America. And so he asked Lynn to sing at the White House and he decided to sing um, Alexander Hamilton, the, the first song from Hamilton. And I'm sure, you, have you seen the video of him singing at the White House? No. Oh my gosh, it's actually really funny. He um, he sings the first verse of the song and he he says, like, my name is Alexander Hamilton, and everybody, like, laughs. And there's, like, this big meme where it's him at the White House, and it's, like, everyone laughs. And then it's him. Prefer- it's the first time they recorded him at the Rogers Theater, um, Richard Rogers Theater. And it's, it's him, and he's like, my name is Alexander Hamilton. It's, like, cheers. And it's, like, everybody thought it was, like, a funny idea because, like, oh, it's rap, and it's the Founding yeah. Fathers, and weird, but... Um, there's a story like, uh, not a, a story, it's the story, uh, when he sang at the White, <laughs> when he sang at the White House, Obama was the first person to stand up and cheer for him, so, miss him so much. Um, they liked it, is what we're getting at. No. <laughs> they liked it a lot. 16 Tony nominations worth. They didn't know they had to wait for it. I watched him go, I didn't know he'd stolen my beans. Uh, into the woods. Uh, so there was a workshop in 2015. Um, it was, of course, super popular. Yeah. It was not, of course, the stage version we see today. It's It was kind of an empty stage, like what there is now. There was no turntable. There was scaffolding in the back and scaffolding. Uh, no, it was just scaffolding in the back um, from the pictures I've seen. Uh, super, super popular. Uh, that was off-Broadway. Mm, yes, that was off-Broadway, sorry. Um, there were workshops, of course, for the show, like every show goes through. And yeah. Anika Noni-Rose, who you all know as Tiana from Princess and the Frog, she was the original original Angelica. David, Christopher Jackson, and Lynn were the three original people who did the workshop who went to Off-Broadway, who then went to... Broadway, Broadway. Yeah. Um, it was going to be Brian Darcy James as well. He was the original King George. But it, when it made the Broadway switch, he was replaced by Jonathan Groff. Okay, okay. Um, spitter extraordinaire. Hey. <laughs> uh, so, um, well, it was super popular <laughs> on the... What... <laughs> <laughs> while it was super popular <laughs> July 3rd um, <laughs> while it was super popular off Broadway the producers wanted to um, like immediately transfer it to Broadway a season early so that oh. they still had time to qualify for Tony's and they really just wanted to capitalize on like how popular it was because it right. was selling out and, of course. and I totally get that um but Lynn and basically his whole production team uh, wanted more time on the show. So they all went to the producer and they were like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. We want to work like a little bit harder. And 
one they were not going to throw away their shot. They true. Um one thing that they really wanted to do was uh rewrite a couple of the songs and one of the songs that they changed was One Last Time. Hmm. Washington song in Act 2, it was called One Last Ride and now it's One Last Time. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard a like a bootleg of it. I just know what happened. We're done with workshops. We're done with Off-Broadway. Lynn has changed the show. We're going to Broadway. <gasps> they got the call. They oh. said, okay. Um, so <laughs> they opened at the Richard Rogers Theater, which is the same theater that Lynn did. Oh, that's cool. In the Heights at. Okay. And Christopher Jackson did In the Heights at. <laughs> so, uh, be with me in this moment. Um, connect with me. <laughs> um, he, um, I bet they had the same dressing rooms. Oh, I would almost guarantee that they had the same dressing rooms as as in the heights. As in the heights, because they were like, you know what? It's like going home. Yeah. Um. They um. Boop boop. They um. <laughs> <laughs> they. I know that. Hamilton and King George share a dressing room. Fun fact. Talk about the turntable. They have a turntable on stage. Parentheses. Talk about the turntable. <laughs> I wrote notes. It's like, drunk Nathan, remember to talk about this. Oh, so every time it like ran and like they danced on it, it was like a record scratch, <laughs> thus going back to the rap influence of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I know that uh, they they weren't going to have a turntable, and then Lynn really fought for one, and he was excited because they have the centerpiece and they have the outer piece. Um, and Lynn, he just really liked the idea from Les Mis with like the barricade where you can where they turn it and you can see both sides of it. And he said, Le, uh, Les Mis only has one and we have two. Um, okay, okay, Lynn. I know. <laughs> so, right. So um, it opened, it had its previews, and it opened officially uh, August 6, 2015. They had one full run of the show before they opened. Whew. <laughs> I would be so stressed. So um, actually that has happened to me before. We're, like, the only full run of the show, like, tech-wise. Was it Bat Boy? No. It was, uh, it was a production of Legally Blonde that I did. So, reportedly, it took in $30 million before it even opened. God bless. It was, like, the thing to go see. I mean, it still is. It still is. Um, it's the first show to break $3 million in an eight-week performance. Oh, wow. Um, and that is probably because tickets are $500,000 a piece. Um, <laughs> so to rectify the enormous ticket prices, they started... So most Broadway theaters do a... Um, lottery. Lottery, thank mm-hmm. you. Money, please. Money, please. Um, they do a hand... Uh, <laughs> They do a charity. They do a, they do a, what did you just say? A lottery. <laughs> they do a lottery. Uh, they do a hand-picked lottery. <laughs> they do, they do <laughs> a hand-picked lottery. Um, so they decided to do the same thing uh, where you could pay $10 for a ticket. Alexander Hamilton, $10 bill. Uh, he didn't want Harriet Tubman on the $10 bill. So uh, 
So they called their lottery. I'm just gonna let that keep sliding. Mm, they called their uh, lottery. I keep wanting to say charity. Um, mm, here's was. a ticket, poor people. Um, <laughs> ham for ham. Um, so they would do things where the cast would come out and do fun little things where like the King Georges would come out and sing the Skylar Sisters song or they would do deleted songs from the show that didn't make it into the production or uh, at one point they had um, the stage manager come out and they sang 10 Dual Commandments and they gave the stage manager the mic and they were like this is how many cues I call in this one song alone and like Every cue, he had his prompt book and he was like, cue go, cue go. So it was like just like fun little things to like, okay, so like learn about the, the show. Yeah. And like really get the, the poor people outside into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you didn't get to see, if you didn't win the lottery, you at least got to see like someone from the show yeah. come out and, and do something. Uh, the woman who plays Peggy and Mariah Reynolds, I'm so sorry. Uh, she came out and she sang her audition song. Which was Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby. Okay. So we open. Uh, Super popular. Mm-hmm. Selling out. Of course. Money, money, money. Yeah. Must be nice. It must be nice to have Washington on your side. Ah! ah we're doing it. So then we get Tony nominations. We mm-hmm. all knew it was going to be the Hamiltonies. You're welcome. Um, it... Thank you. You're welcome. Um, please. Um, <laughs> uh, it holds the record for the most nominations of any show on Broadway. 16. So far. Correct. Do you know how many they could possibly win, though? I believe it is 22. No. How what? many? I don't know. No, I meant from what they were nominated. <laughs> they oh, I, thought, like a... I, I don't know. No, so they were they were nominated for 16. But because people were double nominated in multiple categories, like oh, like two for like the best supporting role right, right, in right, a musical right. theater thing, yeah. right, right, right. Because um, it was for best featured actor, it was David Diggs, Christopher Jackson, and Washington. Uh, that's Christopher Jackson. Thank you. Uh, I know things. And Jonathan Groff. Okay. So like only one of oh. them could win from the show. So Lord have mercy. So they could only if they had won everything they were nominated for, and well, if they had won in every category they were nominated for, they could only win for thirteen. Okay. So it still wouldn't be the most wins, but they do have most nominations. That is understandable. Yes. Okay. So what they did win: best musical, never saw it coming. Best book, best score. Best actor for Leslie Odom Jr. It was him and Hamilton. Uh, right, I did. We did watch that. We did watch this Tony's. Yes, together. we did. I was so happy. We and like and you saw um, Lin Manuel's face. Like he was, he was so, so happy, proud of his friend, and I was just proud that he didn't win. Um, <laughs> White horse. They won both best featured supporting actors. For David Diggs and Renee. Yeah, they were the best at supporting. Correct. Um, everybody knew Renee was gonna win. She's we'll get we'll get into it when we get to the thing. Oops. So, um Oh no. I need to get way drunker for this. Um Oh god. Ugh. Are you okay? Yes. Okay. So this was the first year. It was the first year, and 
was just, the first year. You just you just Jonathan groffed me. <laughs> he spit on my face. It was the first year, shut up, that <laughs> every actor who won for acting. I'm gonna cry. This is so nice. Was an was actor? A, <laughs> was a person of color. Oh, okay. It was David Diggs for ooh. For uh, best supporting actor for Jonathan, shut up! <laughs> it was Thomas. It was Thomas Jefferson. Okay, and then Angelica Schuyler, of course. Leslie Odom Jr. was Aaron Burr, sir. And then Cynthia Erivo, who I will talk about until I fucking die, for Celie in the Color Purple. Okay. Oh, uh, it also won for lighting, direction, choreography, and orchestration. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you're one of those people that forgets to clap for the tech people. I'm sorry, <laughs> and, and costume. I clap to the pit sure you, the, sure during bell. Sure it was do. choreographed that way. Um, so <laughs> it's like, we want to show that, like, we kind of care. No, it's like, no, you care. Those people make shit happen. Um, yes, they do. Shout out to the techs. The best in the world. Without you, nothing is possible. Um, Send real sincere. <laughs> um, so, about the casting. It was all people of color except for King George. All ethnicities. Mm-hmm. All over the stage. Yes. I loved it. Yes. People did not. Yeah, well, people suck. People do suck. White people. Yeah. Um, so... Lynn was asked about the casting, <clears throat> and he said, to quote, direct quote, I wrote this down, using actors of color makes stor- the story more immediate and accessible to contemporary audiences. Fair. So you already know, as soon as Leslie Odom Jr. walks out on stage, and it's not a traditional boring, founding fathers and this declaration of independence, like, right. it is like kids today are like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it also, he also says that it is a, it is a story about America then as told by America now. Yeah. Which I, I very much like. I like that. Can I have some more beans? I don't know how to open the wine bottle. <laughs> I'll Dylan, figure it out. Thank you. You can, you can bring That's Karina. She's our, drama. she's our drink supplier slash producer. Uh, slash and emotional also, support. my beautiful wife. And Dylan's wife. And the most wonderful mother of my excellent child. Okay. okay. No, no. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. Okay. So, this is what I really like. Christopher Jackson was cast as Washington pretty much before he auditioned. He... <clears throat> boop, boop. He... It's a little man. It's a, um, he did a Muppet mouth. <laughs> um, he he was in the Heights. He was in in the Heights. He was the Heights. He was the Heights. He was in. He the was heights. what they were scared of. Heights. <laughs> he was in the Heights as Benny. One day, then 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 then. Lenny, uh, he came to Christopher in his dressing room and he said, hey, I've got this project going and I need this person who pretty much just exudes authority. Yeah. That has like a powerful aura about them. 
I need them in the show to me, that's you. Will you play George Washington in my show? And he was kind of like, ha, yeah, sure. And it was kind of one of those things. It's like, oh, he always has these ideas and you never really see... Some, they come and go. Yeah, I mean, he is he sitting in a dressing room for a show that was an idea of Lynn's? Like, right, exactly. Yeah. So he uh, he said, you know, you never really knew which one of Lynn's ideas re- was going to stick or which one he, he was going to like fully commit to. So he um he was like, sure. Well, then he got Washington, and he <clears throat> um he he was kind of just like a leader backstage. He pulled everybody. Uh, he 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 always made sure that people um were can you bring the bottle? I'm trying. You can just bring the bottle. We're trying to open another bottle. I tried. That's no, you're totally fine. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. So thank you. So <clears throat> he would pull everybody. Are you learning things you didn't know? I am. Perfect. So um what are you for? Yes. He wait. Okay. This is my favorite sound. Studio audience. <laughs> oh. Some of that fell in there. Ooh. Got it. Nope. So, okay. So, while they were, um... What am I talking about? Christopher Jackson. He, um... He used to pull people... He's also Moana's dad. He is. Make way, make way. Make way. Ugh. He, um... <laughs> Hold on. I'm drinking. That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> Are you okay? Yes, I don't usually drink. So this is wild. So he would pull people together. And I so much, I love somebody who is super into their art. Yeah. And super into like making sure everybody else is like doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's not me. Um, so he, he used to pull everybody together in a, in a show circle and he would say, let's agree for the next two hours that this is the most important thing that we'll ever do in our lives. And I just like absolutely love that. I love that. To be fully committed to something that demands your full, I could not imagine anybody half-assing a performance of Hamilton. Anybody, ensemble, right? Absolutely anybody. Especially not the bullet. We're gonna talk about her later. I know she's her own little bracket. We love poof. Okay, <clears throat> let's talk about my favorite person. I thought you were about to say my favorite murder. No, <laughs> sponsor us, please. Um, <laughs> so, my favorite person, Renee Goldsberry. Of course. Who plays Angelica Schuyler. Ah, yes. She did not want... Do you know about her audition process for the show? Uh, I know she was preggers. No, she had just had a... She had just adopted a baby. Had a baby. She just adopted... She had a a child. There's with child. There is child. Ah, the child. Child. Um, Recent, recent child. Yeah, of course. And she didn't want to come back to Broadway unless it was a project that was like super that she was could be super invested in and she was very unsure of this Alexander Hamilton project. Correct. Well, because the the character breakdown for Angel- Angelica was excuse me. Uh it was like Nicki Minaj mixed with like somebody else. And I don't remember I the don't, second person. 
I I don't I don't know. I don't I guess see the Nicki speed, Minaj. I guess the speed of which she raps. The speed of Nicki Minaj and the with the attitude of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, <laughs> the eloquence of Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> um, but she was like, "Yeah, that's not me." Right, and right. so they um, they sent her a song the night before her audition. They sent her a snippet of "Satisfied." Are you ready for this? I'm I'm very ready for all of this. They sent her a snippet of "Satisfied." Satisfied. Satisfied. You will never be satisfied. <laughs> they sent her a, s- a snippet of "Satisfied," and they said, "Hey, your audition's tomorrow." And she said, "I can't learn this. Nobody can learn this." So she learned it. Of course. And <laughs> she just literally put it on repeat. Over and over again. And she went in and she sang it. And then she walked out and she's like, that was awful. And um, apparently, had she stayed in the room, I'm pretty sure she would have just been offered on the spot. Because it was the first time that they saw somebody read for um, Ellen and Angelica that wasn't just trying to keep the speed of the song. She was using the speed of the song to prompt Angelica's thought process. Oh. Which I really, really like. Yeah, yeah, because she she is a she's a very smart woman and a very fast thinker. Mm-hmm. So I, rap really is the perfect genre of music to go along with this show. I feel in my heart of hearts. Yes, because <laughs> big swallows. Somebody once told me sorry somebody said somebody did the math and they said how dare they (laughs) the audacity somebody said something about the speed and they said it's so fast (laughs) stop yeah they said how fast was it they said they shut up they did the math and they said that if it was the same speed as other normal Broadway mm-hmm. shows that Hamilton would take six hours to do. I have heard that. Then why didn't you say it? <laughs> you saw me. This is your show. I just want to be like, I just want, I'm, I, Can I have some more of that? I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. Boop. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> glug, glug. Puncture, puncture. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. Thank you. Here you go. Go sunshine. Are you ready? Do you want to talk any more about the show? I want to hear about the show. I want to hear darkness and then a spotlight. Okay, wait, hold on. Time out. Time out. We're not doing the show. (laughs) So, (laughs) I'm going to throw up. So, we. Wait, oh, this is good. Wait, we haven't been talking about Susical? <laughs> sure. I'm so unprepared. So, we did, the, we did the show. We did the talk. We did the other thing. Of course, of course. Oh, she adopted a baby. I wrote it down. She adopted. Renee. Renee adopted a baby. Okay. We love a callback. <laughs> so, something I'll never receive. So, this is, this is the part of the show where I'd like to... I'm... Tipsy enough to get into this. What are we getting into? We're getting into the show. <gasps> wow. But this is what I, I'm going to call 
What? This is what I'm going to call the stumble through because this is where we're at in life. I will never understand you. I don't want to get super copyright. I've been looking up the rules all summer, all night, all day, all afternoon. All day, all night. It feels good. Um, Okay, so. I was singing a neon tree song. Act one. You were singing. Spotlight. Blackout. Blackout, then spotlight, and then a spotlight again. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He is. Leslie Odom Jr. Aaron Burr, sir. Sir, oh. How does a bastard or I cannot feel your son face. of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a... So they talk for like five minutes straight about Alexander for no reason other than to say his name 35 times. He died. He didn't die. He's not dead yet. He's not dead yet, but he is dead. He is dead now because of Aaron Burr. This is... <laughs> we are... I'm rapping. <laughs> we are 37 minutes into this show. I am so ready for this. He is. I came here for this retelling. I came here for love, baby. Oh, love don't live here no more. Okay, so Alexander is there. There are other people on the stage. They all know him. They... <laughs> I just watched Karina listen to you. She went. They they know him. They love him. They fought with him. They fight for him. They, they died, died for, for him. him. Not specifically in that order. Yeah, it's they're all in white except for Aaron Burr Ooh. and other Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Fun fact: they start out slow, and then when Hamilton realizes he has to work really, really hard, is when the tempo of the music doubles. Ah. That is actually true. I, I don't think you're lying. Yeah. Aaron Burr, sir. We get introduced to Lafayette, Hercules, Mulligan, and John Lawrence. They are drinking. They become friends with Hamilton. They say, you are smart. Alexander Hamilton talks to Aaron Burr and says, we're both orphans. Mm-hmm. We should be friends. Yes. Aaron Burr says... No. No, he does not. He says, D- we can be friends, but you got to shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> can I offer you some free advice? Talk less, smile, smile more. more. And then Hamilton... Talks more and... Smiles and, less. Well, he probably smiles equally as less as he talks. So, <laughs> who can never be sure? He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you stand for nothing, Burr, what will you fall for? And then all of And then he friends. goes into my shot. <gasps> Take a drink. You said it, my shot. He goes into my shot. He says, I'm not throwing this one away because I only got one. Everybody only gets one. True. And this is mine. And it's not going anywhere because I've decided... That he's not throwing it away. Correct. That is what I remember of that song. <laughs> In this moment in my life. I have the A-L-E-X. He spells his name, which we heard 15 times in the first number. He needs you to know. I am trying to get to the beginning of the show, Dylan. Hold on. The story of tonight. He says, this is the story of tonight. This is the story of tonight. Let's have another round tonight. This is the story of tonight. (laughs) Raise a glass to freedom. Something they can never strip away. No matter what they tell us, 
Then there is a scene change, and it is Aaron Burr, and he says, you know what? People like people like this city. This is a good city. This is New York City. And you know what we have here? Pretty women. Pretty women. Boop. <laughs> he has pretty women and three women, three incredible women, walk out on stage. They are the Skylar sisters. I mean, Peggy's a... Angelica, Peggy, Eliza. Eliza. We'll get to her later. I'm going to cry. The show has officially started now that these three women are out on stage. That's the official start or the that is a, start? That's the gay start of this show, Mama. That They are the destiny's child. They walked the out show. and they said, this is gay rights. And you know what? You know what also happens for the first time in this show? No. The turntable cuts on. And they said, uh, we're holding these truths to be self-evident while all cre- created men are equal. <laughs> while all men are created equal. <laughs> and when Thomas Jefferson is here, I'm going to say, hey, women have rights too. Don't- we are allowed to have things. Let us have things. Sequel. The- <laughs> Work. Oh, I didn't even put Peggy in this. I just said Eliza and Angelica. I put the I put the music in order so that I could remember what to talk about. You would. Then a white man comes out and starts shouting about shit and how they shouldn't testify, pestify, uh, restify, respect. Rastafari. Stop. Respute. Not respute. Retribute. When did, what do people call it when they fight back? Strike back. Retaliate. Thank you. This is why we pay Karina. Um, You are not being paid. Um, So he says, be nice to the king. The king was nice to you, even though he wanted to tax you a lot. Okay, but my whole thought process on this is George Washington was a general in the French and Indian War, had a whole bunch of his people die, which he does talk about later, but the whole purpose of that war was to protect the American colonies. So, never mind, this is a different horse. I'm not siding with the king. So then they say, everybody shut the fuck up. The one white person in this show that has a name is coming out on stage. Out walks King George. <laughs> he is here. He is definitely queer. Oh, yeah. You can tell from the tassels. And the way he walks. It's yeah, all in his gait. His gait? Isn't that what they call mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I got the rock. He comes out and he says, you may have moved, but guess what? Like a... Like a person who wanted to return an item to Walmart and they kept the receipt, you'll be back. (laughs) Soon you'll see. (laughs) Soon you'll see. And he says, okay, I'm leaving now. He leaves. Then Broadway legend Christopher Jackson walks out. (gasps) They say, here he is. Here in all his glory, the general of the army, George Washington. They are outgunned, outmanned, out, outlanded, out, outlandish, outstanded. <laughs> they have so many things that they are outed against. And they were outed. And they were outed against to their families. They are not here. So they said, we need someone. 
we need someone to help. And they said, the Aaron Burr said, I'll do it. And he said, anybody but you. And literally, find me a child on the street. Who's that guy? And it's, who is it? Alexander, Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. He says, come here, come here, come here. And he says, come here. And he says, shut up. He says, come here. And Alexander says, what? And he says, fight with me. Write, write for me. We need help. And he says, I'm going to write for people. I'm going to write for you. I'm going to write for our right for supplies. Party. <laughs> I'm going to write for our right to party. I'm going to write for our right to get supplies so we can win. And he says, you're my right-hand man now, but not in a gay way. Mm. Okay. Well, mm. well. Chopping down cherry trees, you know what I'm saying? I know. So then he says, then after that, he says, this is my right-hand man. Bum, 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 bum. Dab. Hey, 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 hey. Winter's, hey. winter's ball. The oh, Skyler sisters are there. Oh, shit, it's coming. I know. Oh, God. Sips <laughs> it. It's here. So they're here. They're at a winter's ball. Who's there? The Skyler sisters. All three of them. All three of them. Peggy's there, too. They Dancing said, wild stage She's right. doing this in the background, popping her shoulders for no reason. She's got a letter in her hand. They said... He said, no, he, not she, he said, she, he, she, Eliza says, <laughs> Eliza says, this one, he's cute. He's talking, she's talking about Eliza Hamilton. Eliza is talking about Alexander Hamilton and says, that's the one I want to marry. And he says, you're pretty cool. Then he says, he says, uh, this is my dad. Ask her to marry me. He says, Dad, can I marry her? He says, yes. Then he says, let's get married. They get married. Here Aww. comes the best goddamn five minutes of this whole goddamn show. Can we take five minutes and sing it together? No. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. No, I don't think we'll get sued. No, it's just like... <laughs> so this is what I'm not switch with. The hell is the catch? It's the feeling and freedom and seeing the light. It's been faked with the key and the kite. Lights on. See it right. Okay, so we get... So that was Hamilton. That was Hamilton. That was Hepalus. That was Hepalus. That was Hepalus. That was Hepalus. I'm keeping all of that in. Helpless. So that was helpless. Help. Less. All right, all right. So then John Lawrence walks out and he says, I'm drunk, you're drunk, we're all drunk. Let's get drunk. Let's get drunk at this party. Let's give a toast. But let's get Elizabeth, Eliza, Angelica. Let's get Angelica. I'm so drunk. Let's get Angelica. Can I have more of this, please? Can I get Angelica? Can I get Angelica to give a toast to the groom? To the groom. To the groom. To the bride. To, to the, the bride. bride. So I'm your sister. Angelica. Okay, and then oh, this woman, Renee Ellis Gogsbury, decides to rap at the speed of light about how <laughs> listen, they say, rewind, the turntables start turning backwards. They are doing the same choreography as helpless. They are dancing, flipping, in the dark. Rewounding, Angelica's glasses in the dark. They say this is gonna win us a Tony, 
And she said, no, I'm going to win a Tony and y'all going to watch me win a Tony. And all I'm going to do is stand in this one spot. And guess what? That's what she did. <laughs> I don't care that she's in the rest of the show. This song won her a Tony. It really did. So she sings about how the night that they all met Hampton. I remember that night. It just might like get night the rest of my life. So, so the rest of my days. So she says, I saw Hamilton too, but I saw that my sister saw Hamilton too. And Peggy was dancing in the corner like a weirdo. So it was really just between me and her. Like a weirdo. <laughs> but she said, I love Eliza. Eliza. So I'm going to I'm gonna talk to him first. So she said, hi. I got to scope this boy out. But then when she did, she made a fatal mistake. She saw his eyes. And she fell in love. Boom. And she said, this man is poor. He is after me for my money. I... Got the tightest cooch in town. <laughs> and I there. know that's why he's after me. There. Stater County. Scholastic book. So he said, hey, who's that? And she said, let me t- talk. Listen. I'm about to change your life. She said, come here. Come here. Come and listen. That's my sister Eliza. <gasps> sister. Eliza says, hey. And he's like, done. Locked down. Let's get married. Angelica says, listen, I'm sad now. (laughs) And that's her song. (laughs) So then we go into the story of tonight. Okay, so he goes and he has a party with his friends and he says, I'm married now. I'm locked down. I get it regularly. We're going to have a kid at some point. It's going to be played by the guy in Act 1. Because he dies. Anthony Ramis. Of course. Very handsome man. And then he says... Let's get to it. And he says, Aaron Burr, you should have brought your girlfriend. And he said, I can't talk to you about my girlfriend, but I'm going to tell you it's illegal. She's married. She's married to a British British officer. officer. But also, she might be with child. That's later. I was going to say, that doesn't happen there yet. But that does happen. I mean, So I'm kind of right. I'm drunk. So anyway, he says, wait, listen, my whole life, I've been brought up in a very specific way. Grandfather was a preacher. Oh, this is my favorite song in the show. Wait for it. It's so good. People sleep on it so much and I don't understand why. I don't why. get it. It's so, it's so powerful. It's so good. He says, listen, there are so many things in this life that you can't talk about. <laughs> and he says... It's okay to cry. That's one of the things people don't talk about. But I'm telling you now, people, it's okay to cry. Nathan, cry. <laughs> He says, there's not a lot I can talk about. There's not a lot of things I can do in this life. But what I am going to do is what I can. And what I can do is wait. And wait for the right opportunity to become the person that I'm supposed to be. <sighs> life doesn't matter, but the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes. And he just kind of stands there and he has this really nice moment. It is very sweet. So then he says... Wait for it. There are birds chirping in the background, and it's a little weird. Okay, then we see. Well, then we get "Stay Alive." Now we're getting into the war of it all. These oh. people are young. Wait, there's a war, Mama. So he says, "There's war. There's war everywhere. Mm. All you got to do is stay alive." There's like wailing in the streets, Mama. Poison. 
So he says, let's fight. Let's stay alive. We are outgunned, outmanned, outplanned, outfanned. We have nothing. We are nothing. We go home to nothing. We are losing. The only thing we can do right now is stay alive. So then this bitch generally gets promoted over Hamilton, okay? This is kind of historically accurate. He gets promoted. Mm-hmm. They go to the battle of... Mer- America. Stop. <laughs> it's just the battle of... Mer- wow. Mer- Mer- Mermont? Mom Air? Montague. Sure. Montague's in the camp. And so he says, he says, we got to retreat. And everybody's like, shut the fuck up. We can win. And he says, I shit the bed. Like, literally shit my pants. I got to go home. So then he said, he goes home and he says, nobody can listen to Washington. He can't. He doesn't know what he's doing. He can't be left alone he, his own devices. <laughs> he should go home. Steakums. So he, um... He says, he says, nobody listened to Washington. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Though he's in charge, he is not mighty. And he sa- Washington says, you know what? You know what? You know what I have? You know what I have? A reputation. You know what you can't tarnish? My goddamn reputation. I know who I am. I know what I made. I know what I've done. And Hamilton says, yeah, I don't have that. So I'm going to go shoot that guy. And they're like, wait, what? And so, meta, uh... Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. He says, Hamilton, you can't do this. So I'll do it. He pulls out a gun. He says, <gasps> I got it. He shoots Lee. Lee's fine. He goes home. Yeah. Hamilton is in trouble, Dylan. He is in trouble. Washington says, go the fuck home. Okay, so he goes home. You know why he goes home? Because his his wife is pregnant. With a baby? His life is pregnant. His Eliza's pregnant. His Eliza, as Eliza walks out, she's on stage, she's pregnant. She is pregnant. She walks out, she says, baby. And he says, how long have you known? And she said... A month or so. She said, I've known. Okay. And that is why I wrote to Washington. And I begged him not to promote you. I begged him to let you come home. And that's why he wasn't promoted over Lee. That's why Lee was promoted. That's why Lee literally shit his pants is because Eliza was pregnant. At all tracks, the history is there. I cannot feel my lips. What lips? What? (laughs) (coughs) Cut that out. (coughs) So he says... (coughs) He says... Are you ready? I'm ready. He says... Why didn't you tell me? And she said, I just wanted you. (laughs) She says, Nathan, you should have told me. She said, I don't understand why you can't just come home. Because if you come home, I could be enough for you. And she says, I'm sorry that this isn't enough for you and you want to go out. And he's like, I love you. And I didn't know. (laughs) And if I had known, I still probably wouldn't have done the shit I wanted to do. But at least I would have known. And she said, we don't need. (laughs) 
<laughs> she said, we don't need anything except each other. <laughs> I don't even know how to react to you. I'm crying for those of you who don't know. Life doesn't discriminate. It's just so... It's just so nice where she's like, listen, if it's you and me, that could literally be enough. And that would be enough. <sighs> That's the name of that song. If your wife is Okay. So he says, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Cut back to the war. Washington is still losing. Lafayette is his second in command. Lafayette says, listen, we can do what you want. But if you actually want to win, we need Hamilton back. And then he raps 19 words per second. Yeah, he gets red hand man back. He gets his red hand man back. So he comes back. Hamilton comes back. Guns and ships. We're almost at the end of Act 1. Ooh. Then we say, then Washington says, listen, if you're going to come back, I got to tell you something. There are things in this world that you cannot control. There are things that you can do in this world that you think are for the better. That you think are... The best for everybody, and they will bite you in the face. He said, I was a young kid once. What I died tried to do my best once, and it got a lot of people hurt. And history will remember you for your mistakes more than the good. That's, that's true. That's true. He built a fort at the bottom of a ravine, and it flooded, and all of his men died. Continue. Is that what happened? That's legitimately like the Is that first, what he's talking about? Yeah, the first time he was given command, he uh, decided to build his fort at the bottom of like two hills, which A, you know, like General Kenobi, like, you know, take the high ground. Right. Bro. But um, it flooded. A lot of people got sick and there was a lot of attacking. I can't, I don't remember all the details of it, but it was a big mistake. So when he says, like, I got like, every, it was a massacre. I led my men right. straight into a massacre. That's what he's referencing. Okay. So he says, listen. We, you can come back. You just gotta. You gotta accept the fact that if you mess up, that's what people are gonna remember. Fair. That, that is fair. Boom! The battle Goes of Yorktown. There is a bullet fired at Hamilton. It is caught by an ensemble member. Her name is Ariana Dubois. Dubois. She is liberty. She is lip. She is not. She is lip. She is lipshits. Shut up. She <laughs> is listed. I'm gonna vomit. Oh, just a bird. I'm going to list it. She's going to list it. She's listed as the bullet in the program. She dies in the Battle of Yorktown. She then becomes the bullet. She is the shadow of death. She is. She is an omen of death in the mm-hmm. show. Which is fantastic. It's, a, yeah. it's so good. If you don't know about it and then you learn about it and rewatch it, it's so cool to see something that you've met. Like, it's... I love shuttle, subtle shit. Yeah, it... it I lo- Good. No, you no go for it. No, I, it, it's just I, I've, I've thought it every time we talked about it. It's just it's the it's the fun stuff that comes out of writing after you've written something and worked on it for like four hundred hours, and you go, you know, it'd be a fun thing to add on top of all this cool shit. Yeah, the bullet. I I like any reason to rewatch something that oh, yeah. is not blatant and in the way. If you don't know that she's the bullet, quote unquote. You're just watching the show. You're just watching her, and she's like, oh, that's her ensemble track. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ariana DeBra, I love you so much. Okay. <clears throat> the Battle of Yorktown happened. They win. They drive the British out of the colonies. Of course. 
Is that what happened? Kind of. There's there's a lot more to out it of your town, ha- for the most part. Yes. Okay. They won. They they're won. not quartering anymore. Okay. Cool. Okay. So then George Washington, not George Washington, George King George, mm-hmm. King George. Yes. He walks out and he says, "All right, so now what? Pop off." Literally, he's like, "Go ham, go ham for ham." And when your people say they hate you, <sighs> don't come, come crying back, back to, to me. me. Yeah. So then we go to dear Theodosia. Ugh, what to say to you? You have your eyes, you have your mother's tongue. Whoa, that's inappropriate. What did I mean? You have your face, you have your face. You have your mother's eyes. You have your mother's eyes. There's a lot happening. Inappropriate. So anyway, they Hamilton and Aaron Burr both sing separately to their unborn children. Mm-hmm. They say, listen, this is what we're doing. This is the country that we're fighting for. This is what we're trying to build for you. Of course. So enjoy it. Enjoy and they're babies and, and they don't fucking understand it. They're in the womb. Yeah. So then we come into the end of Act One. They say, Ugh. this covers six years of Hamilton's life. Did you know that? I did not. Covers six years and it's called nonstop. They say, you know what? Let's just go for it. I said, after the war, I went back home. I became a lawyer. I started practicing law with Burr as a co-counsel. They said, let's defend this man who's being put to death. This is the first murder trial of a brand new nation. Validity behind a liberation. And they said, okay, well, you don't have to say all that. Just say he's not guilty. And he said, okay, cool, but I'm going to talk some more. And then they said... Non-stop. Non-stop. And then they said... That Aaron Burr says, I don't understand why all you have to do is say these one things, but you say 15 things. You don't have to do all that mess. Just just shut the fuck up. And he says, I'm not going to do that. And then here's my favorite thing that happens. Angelica walks out. Angelica, who still loves Hamilton, mm-hmm. says, listen, here's the thing. You know I got the hots for you. I know you got the hots for me. I found a husband. You're married to my sister. This cannot happen, all right? You cannot get up in this. She said, I'm going to London. This man will pay for everything that I have ever wanted. If I wanted a sugar daddy, I could go and get a sugar daddy because I'm what? Sickening. So I got one. I got what's mine. I'm going to go get it. And then the turntable spins. She goes, don't forget to write, by the way. And he says, okay. Then Eliza comes out and she says, listen. Literally, they just spin right, because Alexander Hamilton stands still in the middle and Angelica holds her hand out as Hamilton's reaching for it and looking at her and then he turns his head and then there comes Eliza spinning around to meet him. It's honestly my favorite. It's such technical part of the show. It's fantastically done. It's so good. Eliza marks people. Yes. Elizabeth, Eliza says, listen, I still don't think you get what I'm saying when I say, please come home and don't die. And he was like, yeah, but they're asking me to be the Secretary of State. Treasury or State? Treasury or State. What does he say? Treasury? a lot to ask. And he says, sir, do you want me to run the Treasury or the State Department? Treasury. Let's go. And he says, okay. And they go, Alexander. And he's like, listen, they're giving me a promotion. I'm going to get that money. I'm going to get us locked down. And she says. And then they wail. Isn't this enough? And then she goes, you, he, will he will never, never be, be satisfied, satisfied, satisfied. History has its eyes on Why do you write like you're running out of time? Here's my favorite part. Oh, because he is. There's a part where the women are singing and they say, why do you write like history has its eyes on you? Because it does. Oh my That's God. That's what they're writing. 
Their writing has hit. Did you know that? Or are you just like I as I I cognitively I knew it because like I've listened to the show. Yeah. But until it's pointed out, I'm like, oh my gosh, beautiful. Yes. Okay, here we go. There's a 15-minute intermission. We're taking a 15-minute intermission now. Okay, you ready? Hey, dose. We open. Guess what? What? Unless you're Angelica, Eliza, Hamilton, King George, or Alexander Hamilton, you now have a different role in this show. (gasps) And the bullet. Oh, yeah. Poof stays the same. I, I love her. I keep saying Poof because she has wonderful hair. Have the, I told you this? Disney that version. I also call her Poof? Maybe. But I, I just love her. I love her Her little... Uh, her Poof. Her little Poof up on top of her head. Ariana DeBra, master of hair and stage. I like your hair. So here we go. What? So here but we go. If, if she listened, I just wanted to say I love Ariana DeBra, you're amazing. She has a shoe named after her. As a shoe? Yeah, there's a dance Capizio shoe. I don't know if it's Capizio, but it's a dance shoe, and it's called the Ariana. That's fucking cool. Like, she really does. She's also playing Anita in the West Side Story musical. The, like, the I want to live in America. Like, I, I, thank you. No, but she's like, she's actually in the movie. But in the Steven Spielberg movie? Yeah, the one they're filming. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, like that's this. Rad. She also was in the Donna Summer movie and got like a Tony nomination. Like, this girl is working. Girl, good for you. She's doing good. Okay. Act two. Act dose. What did I miss? Motherfucker, everything. Thomas Jefferson walks out, looks vaguely like... David Diggs. Or Lafayette. And guess what? He says, hey, I've been in France. Their Declaration of Independence has happened. I've been fucking women left and right. Yeah, and men. Really? I believe it. I don't doubt it. Neither do I. That's just rewrite history right now. I mean... (laughs) I'm just saying... I haven't been wrong yet. I'm just saying, Thomas, the Founding Fathers fucked a lot of people. I'm not saying they were gay, but they liked having sex with men. Have you seen the wigs? Okay. What did I miss? He says, listen, uh, Jefferson Adams, Madison Adams, Adams Jefferson, Madison Adams, Adams Madison. (laughs) What is his name? Who was the second president? Who was the third president? James Madison. He says, hey, listen, this motherfucker, Hamilton, is here. Fucking this up. You're the only person who can rap faster than him. Even Angela can't rap as fast as you. And he says, all right, cool. So they go into a rap battle. And they say... People hate this scene, by the way. And I don't understand. They're like, the founding fathers didn't have rap battles. I'm like, y'all, shut up. Suspend your belief, racist. So they said, they said, rap battle. And then take a break happens. I don't have time to get into the rap battle because I don't remember what happens. It was a rap battle. And they said rap battle. Oh, and they said, they said, everybody likes me over you, Hamilton. Take that. Then we get into take a break. Hamilton says, I'm working and working and working. And Eliza says, listen, Eliza wrote to me. She's coming here. She's coming here. That's all go to the summer. That's all summer lake. Fuck party. Yeah, no, it the sexual tension, and Karina's the one that pointed this out to me. She was like, they were like, hey, you come up to the summer house, and we'll both fuck you, bro. And guess what he says? Nah, I'm gonna stay home and work on some papers. And he says no. John Adams doesn't have a real job anyway. After this, everybody else goes to the lake, and he's working at home, 
And this woman comes to his house called Mariah Reynolds, played by Peggy. Then she says, listen, my husband beating the hell out of me. Cheating me. Mistreating me. So why don't you fuck me? And he says, nah, I ain't going to do that. And then she says, why don't you, though? I just, and she, he says, you know what? You got me. And my, my whole thing about this is like, Lord, show me how to say no to the... You just, just say, say no. no. Just say no. Just go like jerk off and like be done with it. Don't cheat on your husband. It... Oh, her. Okay. Anybody. Yeah, don't cheat on your husbands or your wives. Don't cheat. Because it's not cool. Anyway, she said her husband finds out. And he says, listen, listen, I know you fucking my wife and I know she got good tang, but, uh... but what we're going to do is you're going to pay me and I won't tell anybody. And he says, you know what? I'll do it. I'll pay you. Then we get into the room where it happens. Ma- uh, just as, uh, Thomas Jefferson, Washington. James Madison, no. James Madison? Mm-hmm, not Washington. And Wash- uh, not Washington. Washington is not there. It is James Madison, Thomas, Thomas Jefferson, Jefferson, and Hamilton Alexander. <laughs> and he says, listen, we have to make concessions. You give, if you want something, I want something. We can both get kind of what we want. And that's called a what? Compromise. Aaron Burser stays on the outside of the door and has a whole song about wanting to be in the room where it happens. And he says, why can't I go into that room? And they said, because you have no fucking power here because you're a lame-ass motherfucker who didn't do what he needed to do to get ahead in his life. And he said, you know what? I did sing a song about that in Act He one. talked less and he smiled more. And where did that get you? Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Nowhere. So he says, you know what? I want in that room. And he says, you know what? No one will ever know how this trade system happened because what? It happened behind closed doors. So he goes in with the ensemble and he dances in that room after everybody leaves. He stands up on that table. He says, you know what? There's a tablecloth under me. Jump. It's not there anymore. And this is what I want. Are you, are you ready for me? Are you here for me? Are you listening to me? Are you listening to what I have to say to you? Can I finish? Can I tell you something? Are you listening? Yes. He said, this is what I want. This is what I want more than anything in this goddamn life. It's for whoever is playing Aaron Burr to forget to jump. And they just rip that sheet out from under him. He falls flat on his face. That is what I want more than... I will pay to see that happen. Do you understand? I will pay that equity actor to jump his cue eight bars and just rip that sheet out from under him. Anyway. He says, I want to be in that room. In the room! Okay. Then he becomes a Democratic Republican, and he takes the Schuyler's grandpapa, grandfather, uh, father, father. Well, he's a grandfather to Philip. Philip, that that is suck fair. a dick. He uh, <laughs> aggressive, <laughs> but not untrue. But I'll allow it. Uh, he says, "I took his. I took his sentence. It was open. I'm younger. I have better ideas. I saw Topper to tea, and I took it." And he said. Okay, that's why Alexander Hamilton gets mad. And he says, why'd you do that? He said, motherfucker, you would have done the same goddamn thing that I would have done. I was just learning from you. He said, you showed me how to do it. Don't get mad because I learned a trick or two from you. That's fair, though. And guess what? Hamilton still cheated on his wife. So why are you yelling at people in the middle of goddamn street? Okay. Then we see the cabinet battle number two. It is about the aid of France, which I think is really funny because... 
Thomas Jefferson says, we got to help France. Well, guess what? He doubled as Lafayette in Act 1. Of course he wants to help France. He's the same father motherfucking person. He's the same motherfucking person. At least that, that, they call you a Francophile. At least it's saying I know where France is. And he says, you know what? What? No, that's not help France. And uh, Christopher Jackson, Washington says, we're not going to help France. And it was like, well, I tried. I tried to write my hardest. We had a microphone in each hand. Listen, then he says, then everybody comes out on stage. Mothers, daughters, people who can't sing. Me. Me. It's actually three people. It's James Madison, David Diggs, who is Lafayette. No, he's Thomas Jefferson. He's both, but in this act, he's Thomas Jefferson. And third person, Aaron Burr. And they said, you know what? It must be really fucking nice to have the president of the United States in your, your corner. I've read the fan fiction. You're not wrong. He said, it must be nice to have him on your side for a goddamn thing you have to say. So you're like, you know what? At some point, we have to fix this. We have to fix Washington just overriding us on everything. Cut to Washington in his office. He said, Hamilton, can you come in here? Take a letter. I quit. None of y'all listen to me. None of y'all gonna listen to me. And he said, and if this country's gonna survive, they're gonna have to survive with me still alive, but not in power. That is the only way that our nation will grow and prosper is if we transport, translate, transmute, transform, transition power to somebody else while still alive to show that there is good faith in the next person who leaves. It can't just be a monarchy. It can't just be, oh, he's dead, so we have to replace him. It has to be, like, in good faith right. somebody else can lead this nation. Also, don't create a cute two-party system. Don't do that. Yeah, George Guess what Washington, they did? They did exactly that. And here we are in 2020, 200-plus years later. He says, listen to me. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to speak... I'm going to speak to the people one last time. One last time. And he says, listen, I had a fun time, but I'm tired as fuck. I have fought in war after war. I have led a goddamn nation. I've had people not listen to me. I've had people not like me. I'm going to go relax. Olive tree. Olive tree. Olive branch. He sings one last time. Then they say, who's going to lead next? Who leads next? John Adams, he is the second president of these United States. And King George says, well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. That little man who came and spoke to me. He said he is weak. He is not at the same stature as George Washington. This will not work. These colonies will crumble and they will come calling back to me. And guess what? They didn't. They did not. Okay, here we go. The Adams administration. Adams takes over. He says, you know who I don't like out of everybody on this stage right now? Even after even after this musical is named after him? I don't like Alexander Hamilton. I'm going to fire him. I'm going to call him a Creole bastard, a slur, mm-hmm. in public. I'm the president. What the fuck you going to do to me? And Washington, sa- and, and Washington says, well, I'm not here, so why are you trying to quote me right now? And Alexander Hamilton says, you a fat motherfucker. This is what I have to say to you, and I'm going to print it in the press. Okay. 
They don't print retractions, folks. They do not. They said, I said what I said, and I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. I get so gay when I get drunk. Okay. <laughs> so he said, then James Madison, little, little, little boy in blue, Aaron Burr. Sir. And Lafayette, not Lafayette, Thomas La- Jefferson. Lafayette Jefferson. Says, he says, he says, guess what? What? He said, Hamilton, come in here. Come here. Can you listen to me? He says, you got money going somewhere. We don't know if you're fucking with government money. But if you're fucking with government money, we are going to rake you across the cause. Do you understand? You will go to goddamn jail if we find out you spent a penny. We hate you. We hate you. We will find, give me one goddamn reason to pull this trigger. And he says, come with me to my office. He said, I didn't spend a cent. That wasn't mine. I paid this whore. I did cheat on my wife. I did cheat on her. Guess what? Here's my fucking fucking receipts. Literally, fucking receipts. He said, I cheated on her. I paid her husband not to tell anybody. But it wasn't government money. So what you got to say to me? What you got to say? Nothing. He said, but also don't tell anybody. Please. He said, please. And they said, all right. And, he and said, then he got paranoid and was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is what kills me. This is what kills me. Then hurricane happens. And I always get hurricane confused with the world was wide enough. Because I always think he's going to die during the middle of hurricane. Well, I can see it. He's like, in the eye of a hurricane, life is quiet. And everybody knows my secret, even though they promise not to tell. And it's like, no, they promised not to tell. And they said they wouldn't tell. And also, the one person you specified, hey, are you sure you're not going to tell? Which was Aaron Burr. Mm. He knew that he was fucking a British officer's wife and had a kid with her. Like, he had ammo against her. Or against him. Like, And he was cool with it. He was like, I'm not going to tell. So, I mean, really, giants can be their own downfall sometimes. Okay, we're going to get into this. Oh, with the Reynolds pamphlet? Yes, we are. Ah! Okay, so a hurricane happens. He said, there's only one thing I do, I can do. You know what the one thing I can do is, Dylan? What is it, Nathan? Tell every fucking body in the goddamn world that I cheated on my wife. How is that helpful? It's really not. It's self-destructive. But if you think about Alexander Hamilton as a person, he was so focused on making sure that everybody knew that he was steadfast in his position. His posi- he, he was married to the position of treasurer over... It's like he was married to it over actually being married to Eliza, which is such a huge detriment to her in that relationship. But... It happens. Okay. So he says, I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going to print this paper. And then everybody's like, uh... What the fuck? Nobody's going to like you if you're cheating on your wife. That's not the mark of a president. Well, back then, now it is. Sorry. (sighs) Too poignant. Well, he said, they said, guess what? You can hold power, but you're never going to be president. Literally, you will never be the president. My now. favorite part of this entire show. King George. I didn't know King George came out and danced. It's, it's very funny. He walks out and he's like, hey, I don't have anything to worry about. But would Hamilton would have been a good president? Mm, I'm sure. Maybe. He would have been fine. Balanced budget, maybe. Who maybe. Knows? Anyway, the point is, he fucked himself. Yeah. And that whore. Yeah. Not a whore. She's not a whore. She's not a whore. That's uh, that's wrong for me to say. 
they they were both in the wrong. It's yeah. not her. He did what he did. She did what she did. They both did what they did. They, they did each did other. Who they did. They both there did each other. Are. Okay, so they said, they said, they said, oh, well, he's never going to be president. And he says, well, who's going to be on my side? Guess who comes back? <gasps> who? Angelica. Angelica's back from London, baby. But she's not there for she Alex. Said, she said, motherfucker, if you come over here and touch me, I will rip you. it off. That is what I'll do. She said, fuck you. Fuck your family. I'm here for my sister. My sister is the goddamn best thing that has ever happened to either of us. And if you ever fuck that up again, you'll be done. There's a very beautiful song that they cut from the show mm-hmm, called I've Congratulations. Y'all, look up Congratulations. It's so good. She says, you have the best of wives. Which is a tie-in to mm-hmm. later. Best of wives and best of women. She says, everything you do from now on, you will do for her and no one else. Okay. Hurricane. Reynolds Champlains. Guess what? They said, you know what the saddest thing is? He cheats on his wife. His sister-in-law is back. Not on his side. But you know who really feels sorry for? Who? Eliza. Eliza comes out on stage. She is dark. She is poorly lit. She's not poorly lit. Dimly lit. She says, here's what happened. You told everybody in the goddamn nation that you fucked somebody behind my back. In our house? In our own house? In our bed? Damn. Damn. She said, here's what we're not going to do. I'm not going to stand beside you. I'm not going to help you. What I'm going to do is burn any letter that I've ever received from you that could ever help you be, be blessed in the public opinion ever again. Personal story about Nathan. So what is it called? Your, your, your Senior capstone. For Nathan's senior capstone, he's saying a wonderful rendition of Burn... And it's one of the one of my favorite versions I've ever heard. You're so funny. Uh, no, I'm very honest. She says, "Listen, I don't care what you do. I'll stay married to you for our kids, because I had more than one. But seven? sleep, I think yeah, five it was, or seven. It was, it was a bunch." She said, "Listen, we'll stay together, but don't you sleep in my bed? Don't you ask me for a goddamn thing? Don't you ask me for a penny? Don't you ask me for butter on your toast? You sleep over there. You leave me the fuck alone." I just rot, rot for all I care. Leave me alone. <sighs> Their son. No, that's that's take a break. They have a son. His name is Seven. His name is Seven. His name is Philip. He can count to seven. <laughs> he says. He comes out. He says, guess what? I'm a teenager now. I'm fucking like my father. People say I have the same dick size as my father. They say that. They say that. They say, my f- looks in the stop, and that is not where the ladies say the resemblance stops. And he points out his dick. And I said, that's inappropriate for whores to be telling. Not whores. Sex workers. That's not appropriate for sex workers to be telling people. Oh, you have a dick as big as your dad. Why do I want to know that? That's... Is that supposed to make me harder? It doesn't. Or does it? I mean, it could. Maybe they were into that. I don't know. Anyway, he says, you know what? There's this one This is one guy, James Eaker, who's been bad-mouthing my father. Ugh, what a turd. He's at the theater. Eaker I'm going to go yell at him. 
He goes and he says, stop talking about my family. Leave my family out of your mouth. Don't say another word about my family. And he says, I'm literally in the middle of a show right now. Why are you yelling? They acted on stage. He says, you know what? I'll just shoot you later. Then he goes home and he says, Dad, I'm going to shoot this man. He's been talking about you. He's been talking about your reputation. I don't like it. And his dad says, you know what? Take my guns. But if you kill somebody... You'll never get that off your conscience. Do you understand me? Are you listening to me, son? Yeah, I'm listening. He says, he says do not kill anybody. He said, what you going to do is you're going to take your gun, you're going to fire it into the air. Blah, blah. Two shots. Warning. <laughs> he says, don't. He said, your mother will be torn apart. You can't take and I have, heartbreak. And you know what? You know who that first heartbreak was? Me. Him. He's, that's not my fault. That's not his fault. That's your fault, Hamilton. And he says, you know what? Okay. He says, if he's truly a man of honor, he'll fire his gun in the air, too. He says, cool. So they go. They go to the duel. They say, you know what? I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to fuck you up. And he says, you know what? That's pulls paces. They were out paces. There's a theory that uh, Philip miscounted because he always got seven wrong. There's uh-huh. a theory that he he he... He fought, he put his gun up in the air too late. That's theatrical, not historical. Oh. But, like... As I, as I didn't know that. Because he always changed the melody on seven, oh. and that's when he got shot. Oh, so, good. like, they're like, oh, maybe he just miscounted to ten. I like it. I don't think it's true. I do like the idea behind it. Maybe. Okay, here's the thing. Philip does raise his gun to the air. James Eager does not follow. He shoots him in the rib cage. He is rushed to the hospital. Alexander, did you know? Alexander is there. He says, what is wrong with my son? He said, he was fucking shot. And it's colonial time. We don't know what nepotism is. Nepotism. Neosporin is. We don't know what Neosporin is. I was like, who's them? He said, we don't know what Neosporin is. We don't know what a fucking Band-Aid is. This shit is infected. He will die within the end of this song. That's theatrical, not historical. So he said... He That's said, my favorite thing you've been saying. <laughs> this is theatrical, not historical. He said, he said, I'll give you a minute. Alexander is laying over his goddamn godson. Not godson, his actual son. He's laying under his son. He's laying on his son. He's laying beside... He's standing. His son is laying. He's standing beside his son. And he says... Shit. And Eliza busts through out of ten. Did you know? And she said, Whose idea was this? Did you know about this? And Alexander he, don't say shit. Just he don't say a her. goddamn word. He just goes, He said, Ugh. Oh, I handed him He said, I handed him the guns. But you know what? That's inappropriate to talk about right now. Um do twa heartbeat, heartbeat, stop. Philip it's is dead. Quiet uptown. Stop. Forgiveness. Ding, 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 ding. The saddest song in all of musical theater history has started. I didn't the know that Angelica sang that um, there are moments that the words don't reach. There is suffering to terrible to name. How sad is it? Here's the thing. I talked to you about there were two, there were two, um, I, I believe they're production members who, um, is she crying? No, Tonks is just very cute. Oh, 
there were two uh there were two members of the Hamilton family and mm-hmm. in, in in the in the cast and in the production oh, not 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 historically yes who um they they lost a family member Aww. and uh it was like the week they were choreographing quiet uptown and so they they went of course to like attend to their their family needs and um they were like listen if we need to cut it's quiet uptown if we need to like not sing it while you're around uh, what they didn't know is that Lynn had recorded the cast singing It's Quiet Uptown and sent it to the family, and the family had listened to it every day since they had lost their son. <sighs> this song is so good. This song, it's, it's called It's Quiet Uptown. A Quiet Uptown starts, Angelica walks out, and she's like, listen, mm. there is tragedy in this world that you cannot address. You don't know how to begin to address. There is shit in this world that happens to you that you have no control over. And that is okay. You just have to get through it. Hamilton decides to move uptown to a little place in Harlem where they can figure it out. Because it's quiet. It's quiet. Eliza is kind of processing the death of her son mm-hmm. at the hands of her husband. Not kind of. Like, that's all she's doing. No, she is. I'm sorry. You are correct. Everybody is in slow motion around them. Mm-hmm. He truly doesn't understand How how he has hurt her versus what she is also going through on top of I have lost a son, a, a, a child. While he has also lost a child, she is kind of going double down on trauma. He comes out and he says, listen, I can't control what I... I, I I can't change what I did to you. And if I could, what I would do is I would I would trade my spot for my son. You would see him and you'd be all right. And that would that truly would be, be enough. enough. If, if, if I could make all this go away, if I could make myself go away and make you happy, that is all I care about. She literally takes his hand and a sign of forgiveness, they both kind of break down. And it's just a very beautiful moment in the span of, in the span of, I was talking to Karina about this the other day. There is a science behind the music of, I need to wrap this up. I can wrap this up in 15 minutes. There's a science behind the music of It's a Quiet Uptown where it kind of hypnotizes you Mm -hmm. with the descending scales of like, okay, what we're experiencing is sad of course and literally the word forgiveness the men are singing above the women and it is a chord that resolves the entire song and so mentally physiologically like chemically in your brain you are like oh this is happy this is a resolution i feel good now so in the span of 10 minutes of eliza saying i hope that you burn their son dying you realize it's because well, all this trauma that she's experienced, you're like, why does she forgive him? It's this trick of music that mm-hmm. says, oh, this this is okay. Right. It's so smart. It's so cool. Okay, so after that... James Madison. Madison comes out and says, hey, well, please, can we please talk about literally anything else? And he's like, you know what? That's fine. What we're going to do is talk about the election of uh, 1800. Here's the thing. There's only two nominees. It is Thomas Jefferson and Aaron Burr. 
they are pretty evenly matched. What we're gonna do? What are we gonna do? We're gonna turn to the public opinion. The only public opinion that matters is Alexander Hamilton. Well, guess what? He's fucking depressed right now because he just lost his son. So they said, listen, I know, listen, I know you're sad. I know you're crying right now. I know it's quiet uptown. You got to pick somebody. And kind of what you say goes. So you need to tell us who's going to be the next president of the United States. And Burr says, you know what? He has hated Lafayette since the moment he stepped on American soil. He likes me. We're kind of okay. I told him to smile a lot. We'll listen to him. He says, listen here. I don't like Jefferson. I never have and I never will. But at least he stands for something. I pick him. Burr loses his goddamn mind. He says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kill him. He says, I'm going to write him a letter. He says, listen here. These are real letters, by the way. Like, they quoted actual letters in, in these songs. Like, mo- some, of the, some of the songs are, like, just word for word, like, letters. He says, listen here. You said, you said I'm not a good person. You said I don't stand for something. I'm going to blow your brains out. That's what I'm going to do. Why don't you, he said, Hamilton said, this is what I don't understand. We've been fighting for all these years. You don't have to pick a reason to be mad at me. Here's a list of reasons to be mad at me. You tell me which one you're talking about. Here's an itemized list of 30 <laughs> years of disagreements. Sweet, Sweet Jesus. Jesus. So, he said, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of you. Let's fight. We hawk and dawn. Guns drawn. You're on. Leave your glasses at home. Ha! No, he doesn't say that. He should have said that. Oh, no, he should have. So then we get to the next morning. Well, what I'm going to say, theatrically, not historically, says, you know what? I, I'm going to write this letter. I'm assuming it was to Eliza. Eliza he, he wrote a couple of different letters to a couple of different people. Thank you. You're very welcome. He says, listen, this is, I'm, I'm writing a letter. Eliza wakes up. She said, why the fuck are you up so early? Come back to bed. That would be enough. And he says, stop. He says, listen, I have a meeting. I have to go to this meeting. She says, just go to fucking bed. And he says, I gotta go. And she goes, okay, well, I'm going back to bed. And listen, Karina told me this. They're, they both sing exactly 36 words in this song. They are equal. Because that's how long they were married to each other before he passed. Jesus, fuck. Did she I get you? No, she's told me. And we. It, it's, it's good. It's a good little fun fact. A couple glasses of wine to me. It just, it hits different. I'm telling you. So then he said, they go, they said, Dindal Commandments. Beautiful. Best of wives. She is the best of women. So he says, listen, we're here. That was to my wonderful wife. He says, he says, we're here. We're at the party. We're queer. We're here, we're queer. We're at the party. We've got guns. Everybody's <laughs> here. The, the doctor's here. He's turned around. It's like an episode of Tiger King. I'm going to blow this man's brains out. And he says, but here's the thing. We're at the sun that his, we're at the place that his son died. Near the sun, the place, the place that died. Near the sun, near the place where his son died. Yes. Got that one. You got it. He said, we're here. We're queer. (laughs) We're near the place where Hamilton's son died. Clearly. Queerly. Ah. And he said, also, he's using his special guns. Also, he put his sunglasses on, his actual glasses on. He said he put his <laughs> glasses... transition lenses. <laughs> he said, 
He said he put his glasses on. Why he put his glasses? Oh shit! He gonna kill me. Today I'm not. A, I don't have a marksman's ability. He said I'm. A, I'm bad at what I proposed. I, I. This was my idea. We gonna play checkers. Honors checkers. Loser gets more honor. Loser gets less honor. Anyway, so he says, oh shit, he gonna kill me, but if I shoot him first, my daughter won't be an orphan. That's a cool, like, that's cool, but, like, it's still murder. It's a lot of murder, but it's in New Jersey. Everything Everything is legal legal in New Jersey. Jersey. So here's the thing. Hamilton has a moment where he says, the the bullet is drunk. Pow, pow. Ariana Dubois comes out and catches the bullet. Bullet. Catches the bullet. And she said, I'm going to walk at 15th speed across the stage while Lin-Manuel Miranda raps. And everybody says, okay. He raps about... Death. What should I do? Is this what I should do? Should I shoot back? Should I shoot him? Should he shoot me? Here's the thing. Legacy. What is that? Standing in a garden of seeds, reaping, reaping seeds that you will never see. Yeah. And he said, you know what? This isn't how I'm going to go out. I'm going to hold my head up high. I'm going to commit to my honor. I'm going to die the way. If I die, if I die, I'm going out on top. He points his gun to the sky. And guess what? That bullet just fucking tears through him. He fucking dies. Well, here's the thing. There's wailing in the streets. <sighs> Somebody says, Aaron Burr, you got to go. You got to get out of here. You got to go. He is arrested soon later. He dies. Angelica dies. George Washington dies. Well, who's going to tell all that story? Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Mama, I'll tell you. Let me tell you. Eliza. Eliza comes out and she says, you know what? I said I wasn't going to do this. I said I wasn't going to come out here and defend this man. But you know what? He was a good man. He meant well. He died for what he believed in. And he died well. I'm going to make sure people know his name. She she raised funds for the Washington Monument. She tells my story. She develops an orphanage in New York City. State funded. She protects so many children just like Alexander was. He was an orphan. You're an orphan. We're orphans. More than any more bargained for. She says, you know what? I tried for 50... She lives for another 50 years. She lives into her 90s. Do you understand how rare that is in, like, the 1800s? For somebody to live into their 90s? People must have thought she was, a like, an eldritch being. They're like, who is this woman? And she's like, I was married to Andrew Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton. And they were like, didn't he live 5,000 years ago? And she's like, uh, no, I meant my name's Peggy. Like, you know, like she had to protect her immortality. Like an Eldridge Bing, we too have dissolved into madness. <laughs> right. So she said, she said, here's the thing. I did all this work, but how will I ever know that what I tried to do in your legacy is enough to live up to what you put out for us. Well, we don't know that. We do. Yeah. We do. She doesn't. We have the benefit of history. Yes. Here's this cool thing. I believe it. I'm full-heartedly here for this theory. 
There's a moment. Oh, I wanted it to be a minute 45, an hour 45. I think we can do it. I think so, too. There's a moment in the stage, in the moment, in the stage, in the end, where he says, who tells your story? Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? She walks, and she sees Hamilton. I believe it's Hamilton in heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, he's wearing all white. He's not. He's not? No. Oh. He's wearing, he's wearing what he died in. Oh. Except for the cloak. Okay, okay. And glasses to show that time had passed. So, <laughs> so he said, he said, walk to the back of the stage with me. Then, here's the thing. This is a TikTok. This is a TikTok. I'm getting this from TikTok. There's a TikTok who says, okay, there's a moment where Alexander Hamilton stops being Alexander and starts being the actor ex- escorting Eliza. So it's it's Lynn escorting Eliza, not Lynn escorting Philippa. It's Lynn, Lynn escorting Lynn. Eliza to the edge of the stage and says, listen, we we did what we needed to do. We need to prove to you that what you did was enough. And he kind of like pushes her to the front of the stage. And in this... Just past the lights where you can actually see the crowd. And there's a theory where she breaks the fourth wall and says, or acknowledges the audience and says, oh my gosh, people are hearing his story Acknowledging his story, seeing everything that he does, what I did was enough. And that just like overwhelms her. And that is the end of the show. See, and that's that's fun because the show isn't about Alexander Hamilton. It's, it's about, about Eliza. Eliza. That's why it's called Hamilton. Exactly, not Alexander Hamilton. Mama. Though, here's the thing. <laughs> I've seen that theory of like, it's not about Alexander, it's about oh, I Eliza. Was, I was being No, idiot. but like, that's no, a thing. Oh, I know. That's the thing that people talk about. But if that was going to be a thing, why didn't you say that four years ago when the show came out? Why did you say it when it came out on Disney Plus? And then you saw the, oh. That's my question. I do like that. I do like the theory of like because too. if you notice, she's kind of in the rafters, not the rafters, but she's in the um, the scaffolding. No, like a lot. No, no, you're right yeah, in yeah. the in the upper level a lot in Act One and well, she's heavily featured in Act Two. So, but yeah, so that's Hamilton. That's Hamilton, baby. Yeah, she had fun. This was a blast. What was your, what was your favorite part? I would guess. Theatrically, not historically, was my favorite thing that you've said during the show tonight. But what was my favorite part of Hamilton? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, see, I told you to email me your questions before we got No, you this. didn't. Uh, my favorite part of Hamilton. I mean, it. Oh, God. Um, yes. I understand. I know. What's your least favorite part of Hamilton? Oh, God. In the Eye of a Hurricane. I really don't like that song. I don't either. I get it. I get it. I understand. I understand why, why it's, it's there. there. He wrote his way out as far down as he could go. I, it, Maybe it's just because I have to listen to Lynn sing it. That could be it. Dylan, I love you. Nathan, I love you. Thank you for being here. I'm sorry. On our inaugural Inaugurable. Inarguably. Inaugurable. Inaugurable. Inagraba. Stop. Inaugurable. Inagurable. Inaugurable. Inaugural. Inaugurable. Inaugurable. Episode. Our first episode of Booze and Broadway. It's been a blast. 
We drank some wine, had a good time, talked, laughed. Learned cried. something? We learned things. We sang things. I hope we don't get sued. Oh, I don't. What's that? Oh, shit, we need to stop. Oh, my God. Okay, well, just like the end of every show and a person who's drank so much, it's time to black out. Everybody have a good night.